Good evening, everybody. What's up, guys? Clap twice if you can hear me. Give me two claps. All right, so we're going to kick this meeting off right on time, and we're going to do something together, and this is how we're going to kick off every meeting moving forward. You're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Everybody, give, everybody stand up on their feet, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do what's called clapping it up, where I'm going to do a slow clap. It's going to lead to a fast clap. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to raise my hands. We're going to go, ah, boom. And that's how we start the meeting. You guys ready? Here we go. Ah, boom. All right. Have a seat. Have a seat. That's the way to do it. Welcome to the first launch of Pathfinders Connect Nights. Yeah. Now, now, I show of fans, how many of you have been to a Pathfinders event before? Awesome, awesome. Congrats for being here tonight. And, and by show of hands, how many of you, this is your first Pathfinders event? Oh, yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Awesome. Well, Pathfinders exists to awaken marketplace leaders, visionaries, and wealth creators. Is that awesome? Man, I just love when, when Colin says that, wealth creators. <laughs> you know, it's great. It gets me every time. Uh, it's such an amazing place for the people in the marketplace to come and continue to push themselves to go further and go out and build God's kingdom. By show of hands, how many of you in here are going to have an amazing 2019 and build God's kingdom even further? Absolutely. So Pathfinders is an amazing place. It's, uh, um, I love Pathfinders. It's where I've found, kind of found what I consider my lane, my home at C3, right? I, uh, I'm a real estate investor. My name's Noah Cosby, by the way. Uh, for those of you that haven't, I haven't met, I'm a real estate investor, and I also work for a company called Fortune Builders. And um, I'm a VP of sales for that company. And what I, love about, what, I, what I love about our work is that we teach other people how to build wealth and real estate. We teach people how to start businesses and how to go out and, and, and really go crush it in the marketplace. And so whenever I learn about Pathfinders, I'm like, oh, this is like, this is like home. This is where everybody comes to push each other, hold each other accountable, and, and go out and crush it in the marketplace. And what's great about this is that this is an environment where we're expanding our careers, expanding our businesses, and, and it's, it's these people in this room that are going to be influencers in the marketplace, influencers in, in government, in the arts, in media, in entertainment, in business. And uh, it's, it's those of us in this room that are here to grow our businesses, grow our careers, and continue to, to really set the bar in how to run, how to run a business in, in our society, how to treat customers, how to treat team members, how to lead others. And that's what we're, we're learning in here. It's an absolute phenomenal place. Um, so Pathfinders has just a, a little bit about some Pathfinders events. We have quarterly breakfasts that we're going to have throughout the year on Thursday mornings. Um, all throughout the year, there will be a breakfast where we'll bring in incredible keynote speakers with powerful messages for us. There are amazing networking opportunities uh, where we get all the campuses together. And then what these nights are going to be is, is every month on a Monday night the, at C3, at C3 Central, we're all going to come together at 630, and we're going to network, connect, 
and hear from an incredible marketplace leader to, to present on a topic that's going to help us grow our lives and our businesses to the next level, right? And then what we also have is we also have, as you know, C3 has connect groups. And we have Pathfinder-specific connect groups for those that really want to grow in the marketplace. And there's five central Pathfinders connect groups here. And so what's going to happen throughout the course of the year is every month these connect groups are going to meet. Um, we'll meet here on the Monday, but then we'll also meet either once or twice a month during the other connect weeks. And so that's a great place for us to, to gather in a more intimate setting and then discuss some of the topics we shared here, um, share our wins, our challenges, mastermind, and really, really uh, pull out the collective genius of the group. And so tonight, what I'm going to do in a moment is I'm going to introduce our connect group leaders that are Pathfinders connect group leaders here at C3. I know a lot of people are already attending Pathfinders connect groups. In fact, who's already attending a Pathfinders connect group in the room? Awesome. Awesome. So after tonight, you're going to want to find a way to, connect, find a way to plug into a Pathfinders connect group to continue to surround yourself with like-minded people and to, to continue to hold yourself accountable to, to find new ways to grow your business, to grow you, you know, personal goals, to grow your finances in the marketplace. So what I'll do next is I'm going to have our Pathfinders Connect group leaders introduce themselves. I'm going to have them share who they are, uh, when they meet, how often they meet, um, where, where they, their, their place in the marketplace. They're also going to share a little bit about how their group is run. And then um, at the end of tonight, if you're not part of a, if you want to attend a Pathfinders Connect, you'll be able to find them at the end of the night, introduce yourself, and just say, hey, how do I, how do I uh, come attend your group? What's, uh, what's, a, what's the best way for me to, me to contact you? And then another way to do that is to text C3Connect to 555-888. You'll select Central Campus Pathfinders Group, and boom, all five options will be up there. So, without further ado, you guys ready to to meet our Pathfinders Connect Group leaders? All right. So, first up, our longtime C3 members and absolute bosses in the marketplace. They've led us. They've led a Pathfinders Connect Group. They're Pathfinders Connect Group coaches. Uh, it is Scott and Elena Sorensen. Hello. Um, we have a business um, called Stage Your Home San Diego. We're the, one of the largest staging companies here in the city. We did 359 houses last year, so looking to do even more in, two, in 2019. But we um, host a Pathfinders Connect group on Thursday night at 6.30, and we live in Rancho Penasquitas area. We uh, focus right along the lines with what Pathfinders focuses on, leadership, uh, if you own a business, we do podcasts, but it's not just about coming to our group if you own a business. Um, if you're looking for leadership, uh, I don't know if Trey's in here, but we have a lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps comes to our group, and he gets to handle all of the leadership conversation that goes on. So if you're an employee and you have a dream someday of owning a business, if you own a business now, you're a startup, we've been through it. Uh, all the people in the group have different views on uh, and ideas on how we can help you grow your business, how we can develop in leadership. So that's really what we focus on in our group. 
Uh, we do a pod business-specific podcast that we discuss in the group, plus food and all the social stuff that comes with it. So come find us afterwards and, and come to, yeah, we have the best food. So thank you, Brian. So. Cheers. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing group. Next up, uh, we're going to meet Morgan and Jenny Irvin. Hey, I'm Morgan. This is my wife, Jenny. And we've had a, a Pathfinders Connect group for the past four years. Um, we meet in La Jolla Shores. And uh, a little bit about us. I'm a, a, the executive creative director for an agency that works with Fortune 50 companies producing large events. My background's in branding, and I also have a practice in, uh, in branding. But uh, our, the focus of our group is building great leaders that are also great people. So we have as much of a focus on ministry as we do on the marketplace to really build up people spiritually so they can take a proper place in the marketplace and actually lead, uh, lead in that way. And it's... Uh, my practice is that, uh, that I do branding in is called prophetic, that um, I believe in, that there's an element of prophecy in the marketplace as well, and being able to be excellent as a leader uh, in the marketplace and leading spiritually, uh, but doing really great work and not being super Spiro uh, up here, but, um, but being a really great person to my clients. I can't count how many times... Uh, the conversation has gone towards more personal things and even sitting with leaders in the world's largest organizations and having them close the door to get really real uh, about what's going on with them. You can't do that if you're just operating in a purely business way. So, uh, so we do that um, as well. And we have great food, great fellowship, and uh, a real like feeling of family in our group. I don't have much more to add. Um. <laughs> Uh, we meet it in La Jolla Shores. That's where we live. Um, seven to nine Thursdays. We're going to meet twice a month because we we kind of made this optional an optional night because we really want to build like a family in our connect. So that's really our focus is again you know just building building leaders and um, and I'm not I'm actually not even technically in the marketplace right now. I'm a stay at home mom, but. You know, I'm, I have a business of a family, so, you know, so it's like, you know, it's relevant really for what your, you know, leadership is for any place God has you. So, um, but I'm a strength smarter coach as well, so we're going to, we're going to like kind of put in a few of our, our expertise into, into the group and, and, you know, help people to discover who they are. Uh, he's great at goal setting. We're going to start that out this year um, with strengths and goal setting. So come find us. <laughs> All right, give it up for the Irvins. Next up, we have Jeff and Claudia Rutowski. All right, how you doing, everyone? I'm Jeff. This is my wife, Claudia. And uh, we're actually multiplying out of Noah Cosby's Connect Group starting this Wednesday. Uh, Guy just runs an awesome connect group. It just got too big. Time to uh, yeah. multiply and take it to the next level. Uh, my story is very similar to Noah's. I'm a, a VP at Fortune Builders uh, as well. I've been investing in real estate since I was uh, 21 years old. And uh, also travel uh, once or twice a month and uh, just uh, run, run events and, you know, teaching people how to invest in real estate and get started there. But Claudia and I are very passionate about financing the kingdom. We, we believe that... Uh, 
Christians should have a totally unfair advantage in the marketplace. Um, and uh, it's just, just learning how to tap into it. But very much like uh, Morgan, you know, you, you can't be effective in the marketplace if you're not effective at home, if you're not effective here and with your children and that, that relationship with God first. So very much like Morgan said, uh, you know, we're really looking to learn how to, you know, crush it in the marketplace, you know, with, with people with like-minded goals, but also how to crush it at home, you know, and just always keep that, that work-life uh, balance in check. Uh, but uh, be honored to meet you guys. Be honored uh, to stop by our group. We're, we're launching on Wednesday uh, this week because that's the night Noah's group is on. But we're going to meet 7 to 9 on uh, Tuesdays uh, in the Pacific Beach Bird Rock area. And last thing is we are co-leading the group with none other than Dan McCutcheon. Dan in the front row. Stand up really quick. And Dan and his wife, Rachel, are just rock stars in the marketplace as well and really have a, uh, just a, a ministry calling on, on his life for sure. But they're co-leading with us, and in six months, they're going to be multiplying and taking a group out into the Mission Valley, Mission Valley area. So God bless you guys. Oh, yeah. All right. So the next Connect group, we have a women's entrepreneurship Connect group. Uh, led by Alicia Zimnock and Susan Brennan. Awesome. So we got Susan in the house tonight. Is this one on? Yeah. Hey, hi, you guys. Where are my female entrepreneurs? Yeah? All right. Every single one of you. I want to connect with each of you tonight. Um, Alicia and myself co-lead our female entrepreneurs group, and we're so thrilled to be doing that. I come to you guys with a background in success and accountability coaching for entrepreneurs. And Alicia does online business coaching for entrepreneurs and has a background in winning pageants. So very well-rounded. We're super fun, and we love to pray passionately with you guys over your business, about your business, in your life, and really go deep with you. So if that's what you're looking for, come find us. We meet on the third Tuesdays of every month at 6.30 p.m. in Pacific Beach. And for this month, a little wonky with the dates and everything. So next week is our first connect group, 6.30 Pacific Beach. Come find me after. I want to connect with each of you. Very good. Awesome. Awesome. I was, I was recently at an event. I got to hear Kevin O'Leary speak, who's uh, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. And he was talking about how his business, his portfolio of businesses, and he was, every year he reviews them, the ones that are performing, the ones that aren't performing. And he noticed that the ones that are performing consistently happen to all be run by women. So, ladies, we need you to, to step, because we keep screwing it up. So, find Susan, keep, grow, go after it, go, go grow your businesses. So, um, the last group uh, would, be, would be my group. Um, so I run a connect group with my wife, Angela, and we meet on uh, Wednesdays at 7 to 9, or not every Wednesday, but the Connect Week Wednesdays, 7 to 9 p.m. And um, so our group, the way we run it is, is we start with everybody together, so men and women are together, and then at 8 o'clock we split into men's and women's groups. So my wife leads the women, and I'll, and I'll take the, the men. And, and the reason we do it that way is because we're, a, we're like a family-based marketplace group. And the theme of our group is very similar to what Jeff said, which is 
you know, how do you go out and, and, and pursue your goals, grow the kingdom, expand your business, expand your influence, expand your leadership? And, you know, when we're out there doing those things, we can get in the, we can get in the grind, we can get in the hustle, we can get into the, the goals, the ambition, and just going after it, and that's great. But a lot of times what happens is we can get very, like, you know, one-track-minded. And we neglect other areas of our lives, like our family, our marriage, our relationship with God. And so this is really a focus about how do you juggle all those things? How do you win in all of those areas of your life without feeling like you have to give stuff up or sacrifice certain things? How do you have, how do you go crush it in the marketplace? How do you crush it at home? How do you crush it here with your relationship with God? Because when you can get all those things in sync, man, that's when you're in the zone and everything's firing. So we have a lot of different discussions around that, uh, those topics. Um, so it's great for, um, great for families, great for uh uh, younger people that are that are that are that are hustling and trying to build their career. Uh, great for married couples, um, and um, you know, you know, if you want to come chat with me afterwards, happy to talk to you about it. So, all right, cool. So, give it up for our Connect Group leaders. So, the uh, the next thing you may have heard about before is one of the most incredible, incredible programs and incredible opportunities that uh, I've really ever seen. And I've been around a lot of different companies and organizations. I've gone to different leadership events, um, investment seminars, personal development programs. Um, you know, I've been a part of a you know, John Maxwell certification program. I've done a lot of different things. But this program, the, the thing that I've seen is I've seen the fruit of this program, and it's just absolutely blown my mind. It's called the Pathfinders Apprenticeship. Listen, listen to this. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to read this because it's so dang good. The Pathfinders Apprenticeship exists to activate and accelerate marketplace leaders in their specific marketplace assignments by exposing them to world-class influencers and cultivating an atmosphere of courage, wisdom, and innovation that is unparalleled in San Diego. You know what? I know there are some Pathfinder graduates here tonight. How many of you have gone through the Pathfinders program? Can we have them stand up, please? I'm sorry, the apprenticeship program. So these are our apprentices. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Have a seat. These are the guys, you know, and I've, I've gotten to know a handful of them, and I've just seen the fruit in their life absolutely take off. And, and I listen, I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they teach, they're telling me what they're doing, they're exercising. It's absolutely mind-blowing. In fact, I'm not even going to do it justice. Uh, so we've got a video to share with you about the Pathfinders Apprenticeship Program. We owe the world an exceptional picture of the marketplace. My name is John Soriano and I am a solar sales manager for Legacy Power. I help run an office where our mission statement is to provide an extraordinary customer experience while becoming the best version of ourselves and helping others do the same. My name is Heather Molchanoff. I am the owner of the Hot Seat Salon with my husband Daniel. Prior to the apprenticeship, I wasn't fully confident in my ability to lead my office. I knew that we were called to do great things and the apprenticeship really helped me internalize that confidence that I needed to have. I loved that you take six months out of your year to sit and once a week meet with 11 other like-minded 
marketplace leaders that have um, the same mindset that you have, that you get to connect with, you get to pray with, they get to speak into your life, you speak into theirs, and that right there, I mean, there's not a price you could pay for that. The apprenticeship really helped us to identify what kind of people we need to be in the office so that we could attract those types of people. Because of the apprenticeship, we were able to hire remarkable people, and that helped us become number one in the whole country. So good, so good. Listen, I know all of you guys, all of us have goals in 2019 to go to the next level. And if there's anything on your on your list, on your vision board, on your on your goal sheet that has anything to do with with developing yourself into a better version to take your business, your life to the next level, then there's the opportunity right there. It is a it is an application process. So what you'll do is you'll text. PFA, that stands for Pathfinders Apprenticeship, PFA to 555-888, and you'll get an application to, uh, to submit. So, are you guys ready for tonight's main event? Awesome. Well, we are going to honor our presenter tonight. Like I said, each time we do one of these, we are going to have a marketplace giant come in and 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 deliver on a topic that's going to influence us and inspire us uh, to to become better in whatever it is we're doing. And there's a couple different ways that we could approach this. We could sit back and we could listen like we're watching a TED talk and think, "Oh, that's really nice." <laughs> or we could engage, we could lean in, take notes, and think about how can I apply what I'm inspired by tonight into my life and into my business. Which one do you guys want to do? Two? All right. Well, that's what we're going to do tonight. Lean in, take notes, and what we're going to do afterwards, we're going to talk about what you got out of this, what, how you're going to apply what you've learned tonight. We've got an amazing guest speaker here tonight. Uh, we're kicking this off as strong as possible because we've got the leader of Central C3 Central Campus with us here tonight. Everybody, let's get on our feet and honor this marketplace boss, Pastor John Heinrichs. Hey, hey, how's it going? I like marketplace people. They even come out in the rain. Look at you guys. Amazing. You can be seated, punch your neighbor, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Man, I want to go to all these connect groups. So many amazing connect groups. What, a, what an honor to be here tonight uh, with all of you guys. Um, it's kind of intimidating. You guys are like legendary. Everybody I'm looking at it's like, could be probably giving this message. But um, I want to just thank uh, Noah Cosby, who is the uh, kind of the central campus lead for our Pathfinders Connect. Thanks, man. You did a fantastic job, and he is an absolute legend uh, in the marketplace. So it's good to have him kind of, you know, leading this thing here. And then also Jeff Kim in the back. Give us a wave, Jeff. He is the uh, Pathfinders Connect liaison for the whole church. And so right now we have two more of these um, Pathfinders nights happening at other campuses, and uh, largely do because of the hard work that Jeff did behind the scenes. And uh, couldn't have done this without you either. We have such an amazing, amazing team. And, of course, Colin Higginbottom is, you know, the Pathfinders legend himself with his beautiful wife, Melissa. 
who it's a, great to have you here, Melissa. It's great to have you here. Um, he's down at South Campus tonight, but uh, I know he'll be, he'll be here um, probably at least once um, or more doing these nights. And I bet that he was the one that came up with that Pathfinder's Apprenticeship mission because his vocabulary is like next level. Every time I see him, I'm like, bro, your vocabulary is like next level. But uh, anyways, Pathfinders Connect kickoff. Um, what is Pathfinders? And Noah said it. It's the, the goal, the reason why we exist is to awaken marketplace leaders, visionaries, and wealth creators. That's why we exist. We actually believe that God calls people to the marketplace and that there's no real difference between, you know, ministry and marketplace in God's eyes. It's whatever he calls you to is sacred. And so we want you to be awakened and lit up for the call that God has for you. And I don't know if you know my story, but I never thought I'd be a pastor. I never thought that I'd be in ministry at all. Never even thought about it until I was in my young 30s. And um, I always thought I was going to be, number one, playing Major League Baseball. That was my first goal. Uh, That didn't happen. Blew out my knee. Had five knee surgeries. Hung them up. And then I got into commercial real estate and uh, started, you know, selling shopping centers and investing in real estate uh, as well. Wish I would have known Noah and Jeff back then. Probably would have made a lot more money. But uh, when the market crashed, so did all my properties. But uh, anyway, so, so I got into commercial real estate. Uh, I own my own company, a property management company. We manage probably 1,000 units here in San Diego. We also bought and sold real estate within that. Uh, and then um, I got into some internet companies and that sort of thing. And then I just felt um, later on in my career that my heart was just going towards ministry. And, and lo and behold, uh, one night I'm, or one day I'm driving on the, the 8 freeway going west, no, sorry, going east, I remember right where I was, and I got a call from Pastor Jurgen saying, hey, I think we got a spot for you on the team here at C3 San Diego, and I had been um, really believing God to come into ministry, I felt like, you know, that was my call, that was where God has called me, and so uh, I remember him calling me and saying, hey, we got a spot for you, it's the events person, (laughs) or the events coordinator, and I'm like, isn't that a, like a girl job, (laughs) and, uh, he was like, it's all we got now. It's your chance to get on the team, you know, all this stuff. And so, you know, I made him call me the events guy or the events dude or the events person. Like, I just, I just thought. But anyway, so that's how I got on in, uh, in ministry. And then from there, you know, now, now I'm doing what I'm doing, and I love it. I feel like I'm living the dream. I never knew I had, but that God knew he always had for me. And so that is my, that is my goal for you is to awaken you to the, to the goal, to the dream, to the vision that God has for you. And um, so tonight I'm going to be using some scripture because I am a pastor, and uh, that's how I root my life on the word of God. And so you can feel free to write down the scriptures. I always use like quite a few scriptures. Probably won't be like this throughout the rest of the year. Um, we're going to just unleash all of our marketplace guys who, who are also grounded in the word, of course, but, but you know what I'm saying. So God is into the marketplace. Let me just show you Exodus 31, 1 to 5. This is the very first time in the Bible where the Holy Spirit fills somebody. And he fills a marketplace guy. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, and the son of Hur, the son of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, understanding, knowledge, all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in casting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship." So the very first time in the Bible that the Holy Spirit comes and fills somebody, it's to uh, cause them to excel in the marketplace. 
It's pretty amazing to think. And did you know the reason that you and I are all saved is because of a marketplace guy? There's a guy in Acts 10 by the name of uh, the centurion, Roman centurion, and, the, and God comes to him. Peter comes to him. He gets baptized in the Holy Spirit, gets saved, and it opens up the gospel to the rest of the world outside of Israel. So God went to a marketplace influencer to reach the world. It's pretty amazing. God is into the marketplace. And uh, in fact, even today, I'm still into the marketplace. I own my own business with Brad McCory right here. And uh, he is a, he's the genius. And I just, you know, warfare in the background, spiritual warfare. Give him some advice that sometimes he takes, sometimes he doesn't. But, uh, but no, I'm into the marketplace, and, and I love it because God is. And so I'm excited to be here tonight. I just wanted to let you know I am going to speak on what Pathfinders is to awaken marketplace leaders. So I'm going to talk about leaders. I'm going to talk about visionaries, vision, and I'm going to talk about wealth creation. I'm going to try to do that in about 20 minutes or so. So good luck. Okay. So marketplace leaders, and to me this is who we are. This is who we are. I believe God has called each and every one of us to lead in our sphere. And I believe that we are called to invade every sphere of culture, especially here in San Diego County, with marketplace giants like yourself. And so whenever I want to uh, kind of figure out what is, what is God really, uh, what, what did he design me for in the very beginning? And so we can go back to Genesis and find out, like, who are we really called to be? What was God in, God's intention for us? And it's found in Genesis 1, 26. To 28, it says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and, and let them have dominion. Sorry, let them have dominion. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them together, both to have dominion, not just men, both men and women to have dominion. That's why we got a women's entrepreneurship group. Hello. And then it says, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. I mean, I'm telling you, God has created us to have dominion. He said it twice, have dominion, subdue the earth, to be fruitful and multiply. He made us in his image and in his likeness. Now, if you know the story of creation, uh, God created all of the different animals and beasts. He created the beasts, and he said, you're going to reproduce after your own kind. He created the birds, and he said, you're going to reproduce after your own kind. He created the fish in the sea, and he said, you're going to reproduce after your own kind. But then when it came to man, it's like he, it's like he reproduced himself in us. We're the only creature that he did that with. And he said, I'm going to make man in my image and in my likeness. And if you really look at uh, what that word means, it's, it's, it's a word called demuth, and it's translated similitude. And my favorite definition of similitude is, is a double, an exact facsimile. Does anybody remember what a facsimile is? A few of us, a few of us in our 40s, thank you for that support. A facsimile is, a, is basically a, a printed copy of an original. And so you put the original in the fax machine and it comes out as a copy. And so it's not quite like the original, but it's close. It looks like it. The edges are a little bit blurry. It's not quite as clear, but it's pretty much like it. It kind of looks like it. That's how God created you and me in his image and in his likeness. And he calls us to have dominion and subdue the earth. We are supposed to have an unfair advantage in the marketplace, Jeff. That's what we're called to do. And that's how we got to approach the marketplace. Like we got the favor of God all over us. I'm called to take dominion. That's what I'm going to do. So we were created like him. And because we were created like him, the devil hates us. But because we were created like him, the devil has to obey us. And so we don't have to be scared of, you know, people say when you go to another level, there's another devil. Well, I don't care what level the devil is because the name of Jesus is far above every level of any devil. And so you have authority as you go. Um, so we're called to take dominion. The Bible actually calls us kings 
and lords. Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so the Bible actually calls us that. Galatians 3.29 says this, and if you are Christ, I'm building a foundation, you are a leader. If, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs, everybody say heirs, according to the promise. You and I are heirs of Jesus Christ. You know what an heir does? An heir has access to everything in the kingdom. And all you, you, you and I have an inheritance that we didn't earn, but that we have a right to. The question is, are we going to take advantage of it in this life? You and I are heirs of the kingdom of God. All you have to do to be an heir is be born into the family. If you are born again, you are born again into the family of God, which tells me that you are an heir and you have access to an inheritance. So you are an heir. Verse uh, Galatians 4 verse 1 says, Now I say that the heir, you, as long as he or she is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he may be Lord of all. And so what it's saying here is it's calling you and I lords, but if we never mature past a child, then we're just going to act like servants. We're just going to have to be told what to do. We're never going to have authority. We're just going to be like children, like servants. You and I aren't called to be servants. Did you know that you're not a servant of God? You're a son or a daughter that serves God. It's a whole different position. That's how you have to approach your life. You're not a servant. You are a son. If you're operating from a level of sonship, it's way different than servanthood. You are a son or a daughter that serves the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So he calls you a Lord. In Revelations 5.10, it says, and have made us kings and priests to our God. He made us. It's not by our doing. We didn't deserve it. He just decided to make you and I a king. And, I'll, and we shall reign on the earth. Revelations 5.12. 5, so you and I are kings and lords on this earth. If you know how kings and lords rule, they rule by the words that they speak. So if you want to take your life to a brand new level, watch the words that are coming out of your mouth. If you want 2019 to be a great and extraordinary year, start to declare that it's going to be an extraordinary year. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If something's not working out, speak to that thing like it is, not like it's not. Start to declare that thing. You have resurrection power in the words that come out of your mouth. Kings and lords rule by their words. The other thing that we got to realize if we want to become marketplace leaders is we actually, have to, uh, we actually have to see God for who he is. We all, has to we all has to have to have an encounter with God because unless you know who God is, you're never going to know who you are. Matthew 16, 13 to 19 says, says this. It says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am? The son of man? Or who, does, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now Peter had been hanging out with Jesus for three years, but he had never said, he had never recognized Jesus as the Christ, the son of the living God. Once he did, Jesus answered him and said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So Peter finally has this authentic encounter with Jesus. He finally sees Jesus for who he is. And when he does, now Jesus can tell Peter who he is. He went from Simon to Reed 
to Peter the Rock, future owner of the keys of the kingdom of heaven, because he had an encounter with Jesus. It's important that you know who Jesus is, because the Bible says that as he is, so are we in this life. So you seeing Jesus, however you see Jesus ain't going to change him, but it will change you, because however he is to you, you will be in this life. It's important to see who he is because it will give you a picture of who you really can be. You are called to take dominion in this earth in every single area of your life. If you've never encountered Jesus Christ, at the end of this, I'm going to stick around and I can pray for you. And I'm telling you, you can encounter him tonight and see him for who he really is. Second thing is, it'll, uh, Pathfinder is this to awaken marketplace leaders and visionaries. Um, did anybody come to church yesterday at any, any point in time? It was Vision Sunday. If you didn't come to church, I, I would encourage you, listen to all the vision messages on podcast because uh, it, was a, it was an extraordinary Sunday. But to be a leader, Pastor Jurgen says you got to have vision because the Bible says the blind can't lead the blind. Somebody has to have vision. And if you want to be a, a visionary, we got to get vision, but we got to get you some God vision in this place. Without a vision, the people perish, the Bible says. They cast, off, they cast off restraint. They go all over the place. There's nothing to keep them focused. There's nothing to keep them strong. There's nothing to keep them to keep going. There's no, there's no way that they can stay consistent if they don't have a vision. And I believe that if you can be consistently good in the marketplace, people will confuse you as being great. Most people can't even do their job, <laughs> let alone be consistently good. But a lot of it has to do with because they don't have vision. If you can be consistently good, people will confuse you for great. There was a study done recently, and, uh, and they studied why people follow certain leaders, and what, what was the most important quality that, that these certain leaders had, and why are these people so passionately following them? And you would think that it would be maybe passion, maybe it would be integrity, maybe it would be character, but none of those made the top of the list. You know what made the top of the list? Clear vision. Clear vision. People will follow clarity more than integrity, more than passion, more than character. So it's important to have clear vision and to know where you're going. And if you want to be a leader in the marketplace, you got to get a vision for yourself, a vision for your company, a vision for your family. A great leader will follow. To be a great leader, people will follow if you, if you have a, a clear vision. You know who had a clear vision but had no integrity? Hitler. He had no integrity. He probably had passion. He didn't have any character, but people followed him because his vision was clear. He wanted to expand the Aryan race. He wanted to get rid of religion. He wanted to eliminate Jewish people. He wanted, he wanted to uh, build, a, build a society that was socialistic. He had a clear vision, and people got behind him and followed him. It's crazy what can happen if you have a clear vision. In this last presidential election, can anybody remember what Donald Trump's vision for America was? MAGA. All of us can remember that. You know why? Because it was clear and he never changed. Can you remember anybody else's vision? Probably not. You know what? They changed their visions one to four times if you kind of go back and meet even more than four times. That's why we can't remember it. I believe that's a big reason why Donald Trump won the election. It's because he just rolled up saying MAGA, MAGA. Everybody knew make America great again, make America great again. He had a vision. The vision for C3 San Diego was one church in four locations for 10 years. It never changed. Pastor Jurgen got here. Uh, God told him one church in four locations. It was a clear vision, easy to get behind. It was only in the last 18 months where it became one church in 16 locations. One church in 16 locations because he was catching up to the vision. 
Tommy Barnett says, never catch up to your dreams because God's always got something bigger. He's always got something next level. We can never catch up to our vision. That's why every year we have Vision Sunday because God wants to speak something new into your world. So, so we were up in a Dream City Conference and the Holy Spirit told Pastor Jurgen, one church, 16 locations because we were, we were at three locations at the, at the time that he spoke that. And so God was giving us a bigger vision. God always has a bigger assignment. He always has something else for us to do because we have an entire world that he is passionate to reach. That's why you need to be at Pathfinders. That's why you need to be here. That's why you need to be consistently growing so you can consistently be exposed to vision, be exposed to bigger vision because I believe exposure is one of the biggest keys to vision. Oftentimes we don't know what we don't know, but exposure helps you see. It helps you see what's possible. Otherwise, what happens is we shrink our vision to our experience or to those around us. That's why we get out. That's why we got to go to conferences. That's why we got to go to speaking events. That's why we got to read books, listen to podcasts. You need to be exposed to things that you've never seen before, exposed to things bigger than you. We all know the story of the four-minute mile. Roger Bannister, he broke the four-minute mile in uh, 1954. No one had ever been able to. Actually, doctors said it was impossible for the human body to run a mile in under four minutes until Roger Bannister did. He was actually studying to be a doctor, and in part-time, he ran the mile. And he got it in 3 minutes, 59.4 seconds. But did you know that his record only lasted 46 days? Because all of a sudden, the world was exposed to what could actually be done. Their eyes were open to what they could do. And so today, many people have broken the four-minute mile just because of exposure, because one man did it. So once we stop believing something is impossible, guess what? It becomes possible. So the, one of the keys to vision is exposure, but one of the frustrations of exposure is vision. I'll say that again. It's kind of confusing. One of the keys to vision is exposure, but one of the frustrations of exposure is vision. Why exposure is frustrating is because once we know what's possible, we want it. We want to do it. But maybe we've never trained before. How are you going to run a four-minute mile if you've never trained before? But once you see it, you know, we're in the microwave generation. We want things right now. So exposure is frustrating because you're seeing what other people are doing, and you're like, man, I want to do that. I want to do that. But maybe it's not your time to do that. Because when you get a vision like that, it usually, it usually creates a gap. There's the vision of where you want to go, but then there's where you are. And you got to deal with that gap. God can fill in the gap, but I've found most of the time, God wants you to win right where you are so that he can trust you with winning at bigger levels. So he's wanting you to win right now. Um, this weekend, I was sharing in Genesis 13 where God comes to Abraham, and he says, he says, Abraham, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. Not the place where your neighbor is, not the place where that CEO is, not the place where that manager is, not the place where that, look, lift up your eyes from the place where you are. And he says, I will give you all of the land that you see from where you are. And I believe that if we can take advantage of where we are, God can show us more. But it's not until we win here will God take us up. It's called stewardship. you got to be faithful with, with what's in your hand. And so God will show you something from where you are. Let that be your vision. Don't try to grab someone else's vision. What's possible for somebody else might be impossible for you at this time. And you might say, well, I thought all things were possible with God. Well, if you're chasing somebody else's vision, that's not with God. You've got to get with God. If you can get with God, then all things become possible. 
Last thing on vision, one of my favorite uh, scriptures in, in, in the Bible on vision is it comes in Jeremiah. And God comes to Jeremiah. He's just a teenager. And uh, it says this in verse, uh, Jeremiah 1, verse 9 and 10. It says, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. Jeremiah is speaking. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. The very next words he says is see. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Why this is so powerful is because if you notice, uh, God didn't tell Jeremiah to see until he put his word in his mouth. There's no, way, there's no way Jeremiah as a teenager would be able to believe that he could, that he could uh, rule over nations and kingdoms and root out and pull down, destroy and throw down to build in the plant unless he had the word of God in his mouth. As soon as he had the word of God in his mouth, as soon as he had the word of God in his spirit, God can say, now you can see. When you, when you approach your giants or when, you, when God gives you a vision that is bigger than you, you're going to need to know the word of God. Otherwise, you're going to be intimidated when you see Goliath coming and stepping in. You're going to be intimidated when, you, when you're not trained for the, for the place that God has given you. When you're not, you don't have the training for the vision that God has given you. You're going to need to know that I'm the head, not the tail. That I was created like God. That, it, that I can speak and change atmospheres. That I, can, that, I can, that I have access to the very King of kings and the Lord of lords. That the same spirit in me is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And the same spirit in me means I have the mind of Christ. So I have access to knowledge and wisdom and solutions and strategies. If you don't know that, if you don't know that about yourself, if you don't know the word of God, it's gonna be hard for you to see what God sees for you. That's why you gotta have a word life. That's why you gotta be in church. That's why you gotta be in these connect groups so you can get the word of God on the inside of you so that you can actually see what God has given you because if you can see it, God can give it to you, amen? Amen. So Pathfinders is this to create uh, marketplace leaders, visionaries, and wealth creators. How does Colin say it? Wealth creators. Is that how he says it? Wealth creators. We actually just changed this part of the, part of the vision. Pathfinder's vision didn't change in for, for like four or five years, but we just changed it because it better fits what we've been going after for the last five years, and that is wealth creation. We believe that we are on this planet not just to get mansions and Ferraris, although I love mansions and Ferraris, and if you have one, invite me over, give me a ride. But we are here to build the kingdom of God. We are here to build the kingdom of God. That's why we are all here together tonight. And it comes out of Deuteronomy 8.18. It says this, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. I believe that the same power that raises the dead, the same power that heals the sick, the same power that gives you words of knowledge and prophetic words is the same power that is available for you to create wealth in the marketplace. It's the same God. It's the same Holy Spirit. You have access to him just as much as I have access to him. He has given you the power to get wealth. To do what? To, to build his kingdom. I believe that if you give your money purpose to build the kingdom of God, God is going to continue to give you the power to go get it. The Bible says he gives seed to the sower, and then he multiplies the seed that you sow. You want to create wealth? Give. Because what you're doing is you're inviting God on the inside, on the inside into your finances. Seek him first, and all of these things will be added to you. 
It's called the principle of addition. When you seek God, you'll just find he starts adding stuff to you. You'll start walking in that inheritance that I was talking about. He just starts adding stuff. Why? Because you're seeking him first. And here's the thing. I don't need your money. God doesn't need your money. This church doesn't need your money. You know what Jesus said? I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. He didn't say, I will build my church if Brad McQuarrie gives $100,000 a year. He didn't say, I will build my church if Colin and Melissa, you know, give a million dollars a year. He didn't say that. He says, I'm going to build my church with or without you. It's up to you and I if we want to get on the train. But I'm telling you, when you put your money into his hands, he's going to multiply it. Whatever you put into his hands, he multiplies. There is a power for you to get wealth. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to have ridiculous wealth. I love it when we had Brian Buffini a few years ago at Pathfinders. Anybody remember Brian Buffini? He's a real estate legend. He said, if you're going to go out and make money, I want you to back the truck up. Don't just make a little bit of money. Back up the truck and fill that thing with, with money. And, uh, you know, he only has like 400 employees all over the world or something like that. You know, like $400 million company or something like that. But uh, God wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper. And prosperity is kind of like a bad word in, in Christendom for some reason. Like, like most Christians... You know, growing up, like if you have money and you're a Christian, you're like evil or something like that. And uh, I love Pastor Jurgen because he didn't grow up in church, so he's like, what? <laughs> and I remember your neighbor, Melissa's neighbor, and, uh, and uh, someone told him that, you know, calling him Melissa, come to C3, and he was like, they said, oh, that's that prosperity church. And he's like, oh, I want to go there. Because <laughs> he was a business guy that wasn't in church. He's like, why would I want to go to church where they don't talk about prosperity? And it's funny, but they, they, we read the Bible, but we don't realize that the Bible was written by a lot of rich people. King David wrote half of the Psalms. He lived in, ex, in extraordinary splendor. You know, D, David wasn't poor. He came from a, a uh, he wasn't just, not just a poor shepherd boy. He came from a prominent family in Bethlehem in Judah. He was the youngest son of Jesse, a respected elder of Bethlehem, and a wealthy man with significant holdings of land and livestock. And King David was a king. He, he gave something like $2 billion of his own money to finance the temple. King Solomon wrote Proverbs, Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, absolute luxury, richest and wisest in the land. All of the goblets in his household and articles in Solomon's place were pure gold. In fact, in his time, he, he, uh, uh, silver was like rock. So nothing in his house was even made of silver. It was all made of gold. That's how wealthy he was. The queen of Sheba came to him and gave him billions of dollars in today's currency just because of the excellence and the wisdom that he displayed. Second richest man, uh, historical figure in the world, they said. And then third place, um, which I read, and you can get different numbers. I got all kinds of different things, but some people say he was the richest of all time, whatever. But this one said the third place was um, the Rockefellers at $664 billion. And so he was in second place. So it was more than that. They, they, can't, they couldn't count as in the trillions. But that's how rich Solomon was, the wisest man. And so we read the Bible and we want to extract the wisdom, but then we think wealth is bad. It was written by a rich guy, the richest guy in the history of the world. Job was the richest man in the East. Moses was receiving about $6 million per month. Incredible leader, mighty deliverer. Paul, in the New Testament, he was a tent maker. Paul went around and did ministry, but he also owned his own business. You can do both. I do both. You can do both. We all have different calls, but we can all do both. You can all minister if you're in the marketplace, and you can marketplace if you're in the ministry. 
You can do both. Paul, Paul went around. He often didn't take money from churches because he didn't want to convolute the message. He didn't want to think that they were, he was taking advantage of them. And so he often wouldn't take money. And some historical uh, historians say that he actually supported 20 different people in his pack. In his pack himself by tent making. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he owns the hills. He has unsearchable riches. All the silver and gold is mine, says the Lord. 1 John 3, 2 says, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. All things includes finances. God wants you to prosper. Uh, Psalm 35, 27, that the Lord takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. It's Old Testament. You know what? You're a son and a daughter. How much more would he want a son and daughter to prosper? You're not a servant anymore. You're a son or a daughter. How much more would he want you to prosper? And, of course, Deuteronomy 8.18, the power to get wealth. Jesus wasn't poor. People say Jesus was poor. You know, the only time it says that Jesus was poor is when he became poor that you might become rich. That's what the Bible says. How can somebody be poor when he can create something out of nothing? When he needed to pay taxes, he just went and took the coin out of the fish's mouth. When he didn't have enough food for everybody, he just multiplied the fish and the loaves. Jesus was not poor. He could create something out of nothing. But it's funny when people start to come against prosperity in the kingdom. How are we going to reach a world if we're all poor? Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also give us, freely give us all things? God has no problem with you having things. He has no problems giving you things. He just has a problem with things having us, right? We hear that all the time. The problem is we don't give ourselves permission to prosper because we don't feel like we deserve it. And so we don't even ask God for it. And we just go along in our lives and we don't even ever ask God because of our past, because of our training, because of how we grew up, because of we're religious, whatever it is. And so we don't even ask God. One thing I love about the prodigal son, you guys know that story? The prodigal son comes to his dad and he says, give me all of my inheritance. And so the, the father gives him all of his inheritance and he goes and he blows it. But you know what I like about him? At least he asked for it. A lot of us are going to go through our whole life and we're never going to ask or take advantage of the inheritance that God has for us. We're going to spend it a lot better ways. But let's at least ask. Let's at least go after all that God has for us. Let's go big this year. Let's take some risks. Some of us might be playing a little bit too small. Let's add a zero on our vision card. Let's add another company on our vision card. Let's add another level on our vision card. Psalms 108, I'm almost finished. Psalms 108, 23 to 24 says this. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Sometimes we just need to step out into the deep. God meets you in the deep we got to step out in faith. Did you know faith is what attracts God? It's not need. It's not desire. It's faith. Faith is what attracts God. That's why God comes to, to Peter and he says, launch out. Luke 5, 4 to 8. This is my last scripture, I promise. He says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets, plural, for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, master, we have toiled all night, caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net, singular. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners into the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. I love that passage of Scripture because it's, 
It's Peter, and, and, and they're in the shallow, and he'd been toiling all night. He's been doing it by himself. He'd been doing it by himself all night, and, and Jesus, at, at one word, Jesus says, go out into the deep. Peter's like, uh, I guess I'll trust you, Lord. He goes out into the deep, and God meets him there. But he only goes out with one net, so he didn't really believe what God said. Some of us, maybe we have a word from God, but we're just kind of tentatively going out there with a net. But God's calling us to go out there with nets. He's got more for you than you ever thought or imagined, Ephesians 3.20. There is stuff that you didn't write down on your vision card that's going to come to pass. Not because you thought of it, but because God's going to add stuff to you. Because you're going to seek him first. Because you're going to step out. Because you're going to take a risk in 2019. You're going to do something you've never done before. And you get results you've never got before. We need to have a nets mentality. Some of us need to include God on our journey, not just do it by ourselves. Some of us need an encounter with God. But I know this, that you are called to lead, you are called to be a visionary, and you are called to create wealth. God bless you. Whoa. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. Wow, thank you so much, Pastor John. How many of you got something really, really powerful from that message tonight? Yeah, awesome. Well, there's, you know, this is an incredible opportunity you know, for us to be in this room here tonight to get such an incredible word from Pastor John. Absolutely incredible word, and God's speaking to us all individually right now. And there's, there, it'd be a shame to not get everything out of what we just experienced. You guys want to maximize the, 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 the event of tonight? You guys want to maximize it? Well, here's the deal. Uh, we study learning in our company a lot, and, and we study a lot of how, how long we'll retain something or how much of something we'll retain. And when we read something that's kind of like the lowest on the list, you retain like 10% of what you read, 20% of what you hear. And if you watch a movie, it'll, it gets a little bit higher. And, and, but the further and further, the more there, there's a line you cross when you go from passive learning to active learning. And as we get into more active learning, when we're, when we're participating, when we're doing the real thing, when we're simulating, we're going to retain a lot more of what we learn, right? And so what we just did was we got to experience listening and, and this amazing message. And there, it spoke to each of us in an individual way. Well, as we continue to go up that, up that list, one of the things is participating in a discussion. It increases what we retain by a tremendous amount. And so what we're going to do tonight, each of us had something powerful we just took away from what Pastor John said. And what I'm going to have you each do here in a moment is I'm going to have you share with your neighbor one thing, one powerful thing that you took away from Pastor John's message tonight. And we're going to take a couple of minutes to do that. We're going to switch. And then we're going to hear from a couple of people in the audience that, uh, that, that really took something powerful away. So are you ready? Okay. So we're going to get started. Turn to your neighbor and... Share one powerful thing that you took away from Pastor John's message tonight.
All right, switch partners. If you haven't yet, go ahead and switch. All right. Okay. All right, let's start to wrap it up. All right. Everybody clap twice if you can hear me. Awesome, awesome. Had some really, really amazing shares here tonight, and I know that there's a lot of us that got a tremendous amount of value from, from Pastor John and his message. So um, who would like to share a little bit from, with the group? What's, what's the one powerful thing that, that you took away from Pastor John's message? Yes, right over here in the front, we're going to bring you a mic. Just tell everyone your name. I'm Katie. I'm nice, Katie. Oh, Pastor John just told me to be nice. Um, so as I was listening, I got a clearer vision for what I do for companies. Um, I do copy and brand messaging, and I'm certified with a company called StoryBrand, whose tagline is clarify your message. And as I was listening, I just heard, you know, I'm holding something that's inside of marketing. It's, you know, there's lots of jargon, but really what I'm holding is a tool to give companies a prophetic word over where they're going for their employees and for the transformation they're going to cause in their customers' lives. Clear vision. And it just gets me all lit up, you know? Awesome. Great share. Who else would like to share Um, of course, I love the scriptures because you know what? The beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. So I'm like, I'm all, I'm feeling the word. So that was one of my big takeaways is I love uh, Genesis 128. God gave us dominion, be fruitful and multiply. So every single person in here, you have a skill, you have a talent, you have something that God gave you deep inside. And he didn't give it to you just to hold on to. He didn't give it to you just to be mediocre, but he gave it to you to multiply. So if you're not multiplying your gift, if you're not impacting somebody else, if you're not dominating in the field that you're in, then you're not doing what God called you to do. So he didn't call us to be just like everybody else, but he called us to take ground. He called us to, uh, to dominate, and he called us to be fruitful. So that's exciting. We need to dominate every aspect, every sphere. Look at this. We are world changers in here. Look at all the people here. We're going to dominate. 2019. <laughs> All right. Awesome. We have one more over here. Hello. Um, I walked in too long ago, but anyways. Um, I saw the end of the message, and what I kind of thought of was how the coincision between the vision and faith and the fact that you have to have the faith of Jesus to give you that vision in order for you to be able to walk through that. And with you having that faith of him giving you the vision, that's going to be the foundation, and that's how people are going to follow you because they're going to see the faith that you had for him to give that to you. And with you continuing to walk down that path and you continuing to go that way, they're going to see that, and that's how they're going to get to Jesus. Come on. Woo. Yes. Oh, man, so good. So good. That was excellent. Uh. Hey. Is it on? Yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Gia, and I love Pastor John. He's the best. Can we give it up for him again? Like, here's you. 
You are so amazing. We love you. Um, I think what I am so grateful about Pastor John is that he is a man of God who reminds us who we are. And so everything that we do happens first from identity. So I just like came tonight just to be very vulnerable, like really struggling with execution. You know, I don't know if anyone else in here has like, you know, is, is having an issue with executing the vision. I'm just going to keep it real. And so what I got from what you said was I need to remember who I am and in confidence say, God, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I'm just going to take one step at a time. And like, as you spoke, I had this vision of Noah and God called Noah to build an ark and it had never rained. <laughs> and so I, I've never thought about this before, but as you were speaking, it was like Noah believed that God would do what he said. And so it took faith to go to the woods and cut down some wood. And people were like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, I'm building a boat. And you know what I'm saying? So I just, I thank you. I'm going to start tomorrow with just the task, just one thing. And I'm going to take the wood and, and eventually I'm going to build an ark that's going to save the world. So thank you. Yeah. So good. Well, I got, um, well, there was one part where you What's were talking. Name? Oh, my name is Ricky. Nice to meet you all. Hello. Um, one part that I really um, enjoyed um, being on the business development side of things is um, you said that sometimes we limit ourselves by not asking for what we want. Mm. Well, I actually really love that because if you're in sales or business development or anything like that, a lot of the times you kind of hinder yourself at times when you get discouraged. So always asking, knowing that you're worth more, you can always push harder. But I did kind of take that a little bit further and kind of felt a lot of times we actually hurt other people by not even offering because we're hindering them from even having the quality of what we can be providing them with our services. So I actually really enjoyed so that. Good. Thank you. All right, Ricky. Thank you. Uh, um, my name is Mahadi. And um, one thing I got from Pastor John's message is um, I originally didn't see myself in the marketplace. I actually, um, when I got saved, you know, God, God saved me from being destroyed and on the streets. Um, so I really thought I was going to be in ministry my entire life. But Pastor God, John shared, like, in his marketplace testimony that God will have an assignment for you. And, and you know, if you're trying to fight God's assignment, then it just it won't work. But once you accept it and once you walk in that power... And, and, and you walk in, that, in that, that obedience of God's assignment for you and doors open up that you never thought I could imagine. Yeah. Not only that, um, like, like being in a marketplace, you know, I, one thing I struggle with, I don't know if anybody else does in here, is don't be ashamed. It has so many scriptures in God's word that tells us he wants us to be prosperous. He wants us to be rich. You know, Proverbs 22 verse 4 says that the, those who truly, uh, for true fear and humility, um, uh, those who truly fear the Lord and have true humility, the, the, um, the reward is honor, riches, and life. Um, we are called to be more than conquerors, prosperous, and in the marketplace. And that's one thing I got from Pastor John's message is, is no matter where you came from, it, it matters where you're going, and never be ashamed of your calling or, or your vehicle or your vision. So, so good. So good. We have one over here. Hi, my name is Daisy. Um, the biggest thing that I took was actually the last point you made about the net versus nets. And um, I personally had this huge vision on Sunday, and it overwhelmed me, and I was crying in the mess, and good thing I didn't wear makeup. And anyway, <laughs> so 
the biggest thing I took was that I was going with the mindset of, well, I'll take my one net and I'll see what I can catch. Okay, you're going to give me all this? All right, yeah, we'll see what can fit in this one net. And when you said that, it just really revealed that he didn't tell Peter to take more than one net because of what Peter thought of himself, but because of what he knew of him. And that just hit me because he didn't tell me you're going to, this is how you're going to prosper because of what I think of myself, but because of what he sees in me. And uh, I'm like shaking right now. Is it hot? Like, I'm hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so good. So good. We got Mr. Jeff. So good. Hey everyone, I'm Jeff. Um, I, I just want to say how incredible this church is. The past four years of being here, I just see my life accelerate, and it's not just because of, you know, I, I'm working hard in marketplace, because I'm exposed to people like Pastor John, yeah. Dr. Matt, Colin, Melissa Higginbottom, you know, Noah, seeing them going where I'm going, which, you know, really ex expands of, uh, expand my mind, and, um, you know, Pastor John, you were sharing about all the wealthiest people from Solomon to David, and, yeah. you know, I'm, I've been reading the Bible and just really diving into Proverbs, and I want to get out of that and study Rockefeller, Andrew Carnegie, you know, people that are in the marketplace so I can, uh, you know, one day become where they're at. So just want to share that. Thanks. Yeah, so good. All right. We have Monica. Hi, Monica. So, um, Pastor John, I just love one-liners, and you gave one tonight that I'm going to use forever. He says, um, you can be so consistently good that you can be confused for great. And um, the way I see it is, for me at least, I was pretty good at a lot of things, and I wasn't great at any one thing. And I let that stop me from being exceptional. And, you know, now I'm a Pathfinder's Apprenticeship graduate. And, you know, it really opened up my eyes to a lot of different things. But what I learned about my journey is that, I was consistent in everything that I did, and that's what built my reputation in the marketplace and everything in school, everything that I've done, my consistency. And so people now view me on a higher level than I deserve because of that consistency. So it's such a good word um, just for anybody who it doesn't really know what they're doing and, or how they're doing it, or maybe they're overwhelmed by the big vision. <laughs> you know, just be faithful with the little that you have and give it your best, and, and you'll see how God excels you. Yeah. So good, so good. All right, all right. Oh, we do have one more. We'll take one more. One more right there, right there. Last year. Thank you. Um, my name is Janae. I also go by Gigi. Uh, my name means God is gracious, so Gigi is my nickname. Um, so I really love what you said. Where do you go? Where do you go? Pastor John. He's up front. Oh, he's up front. Hey. Yeah. So I really love what you said. Uh, you said God's not poor. He created something from nothing. I'm like, mind blown. I love that. Like, we have so much power in what we say. Like, the power of our words. We are a kingdom people. And when God created, when he created us, he gave us, he gives us, um, what am I trying to say? People of certain cultures have a certain language. 
So he gives us a language. He gives us a language of faith. And there's a scripture that says, I believed and therefore I spoke. So when we, when we believe a certain thing, we speak a certain way. So what I'm, what I'm seeing for 2019 is what, what you said is, like, if we're going to have this really great year, we're going to speak in a new way. Like, we are going to speak in such a way where we are standing in a future fulfilled that we have it right now. Because faith is right now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when we are believing for something, we are speaking as if we are standing in. It's already a done deal. The future is right now, and we have it right now, and we speak as if. So if we're believing for, like, our parents, like, I'm believing for my mom's health. And so if I'm going to go and, and someone's saying, like, how are your parents doing? I'm going to be like, they're great. They're, they're, they're healthy. They're strong. Like, I'm believing God for a miracle. I'm believing God that they come back to church. So, like, what's going through my mind is that I'm speaking as if in the now that it's already a done deal. As it is. Amen. Boom. Boom. So, so, so good. All right. We're wrapping it up. That is so amazing. So amazing. Would you guys have a good time tonight? This is a very, very special group. This is a group of people of action, of action. And, and we are so blessed to be surrounded by such an amazing church with great leaders. Thank you so much, Pastor John. That was an incredible, incredible message. Yes, thank you. And, and we have an amazing, amazing culture here, amazing group. Um, you know, we, we, we do want to, I want to honor uh, Jeff Kim tonight because without him... This would not have happened tonight. Thank you, Jeff. This guy does everything behind the scenes to make this happen. Yes. So thank you so much for, for creating this opportunity for us to, to come and learn and share and grow. And again, tonight, folks, is a great opportunity. If you're not plugged into a Pathfinders Connect, this, you can tell this is a special group of people that are out here on a Monday to seek that clarity, to, influence, to increase their leadership, to seek the clarity that God has for them in their lives, and to create wealth in their lives and build the kingdom financially. So if you're not plugged into a Pathfinders Connect group, find the Connect group leaders. We've got the Ratowskis. We've got Susan. We've got, uh, we've got the, the Sorensons. We've got the Irvins here. So meet them on the way out. Find and then also, if you really want to take your life to the next level, then, then, then get in and apply for that apprenticeship. We've got apprentice graduates here. They can answer your questions. Go see them after we're, after we're done here, and uh, they're going to be able to share with you all the different things of how the apprenticeship works. So turn in that application here. So you can text PFA to 555-888 to apply. So we are going to close ourselves out in prayer. Does that sound good? All right, all right, let's pray over this evening, and we're going to close out. All right, Father God, Father God, thank you so much for, for being in this room tonight. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for clearing the way for us. Thank you for giving us the power and the ability. Thank you for the inheritance that you've promised us, Father. Father, give us the courage and the strength to go after that inheritance. I, I, I declare that each one of us goes and asks for that inheritance tonight, Father God, that we're showing up with not just one net but many nets, expecting abundance, expecting prosperity, Father. Father, because this is a group that I declare that we're going to get on that train, not just see it pass by, Father. Father, declare vision, clarity, an increase in leadership, an increase in influence, an increase in, in clear vision from you, Father, but not from others, but from you, that we pursue your vision, Father, and to create wealth the way that you've promised, the way that you've meant us to do it, Father God. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to surround ourselves with each other and to be in your word. Lead us as we go. 
strip us of any fears or doubts or any inhibitions that are going to hold us back. Father, we cancel those in Jesus' name. We go out and declare abundance over every person in this room in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight. That is a wrap, folks. See you next time.